0: Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Redemption Life Church. Listen as Pastor Michael Cox teaches on Love, God, our first week of Vision Month. It is Vision Month. We have Vision Month around here twice a year. So we have two Vision Months and um, just really... Um, have attempted to be an unfocused uh, body that is set to accomplish what God's called us to accomplish. Sometimes if we don't keep it before us, it easily fades into the background and we find ourselves just doing stuff that churches do. And we always want to be set to do what God would have us to do. And so it's very simple what we believe our vision and mission is. And uh, some people say, well, what is it, your vision or your mission? And I went to school. I went to ministry school. I know there's a difference between vision and mission. I know we're supposed to give the vision, and it's a short little thing, and then there's a mission, which is a little bit longer. But it's kind of complicated. And the vision is the mission. And if the vision is simple enough, you don't have to have 27 action steps to do it. Love God. You want me to give you a mission statement for that? Huh? Love people. Mission statement for that. (laughs) Live truth. Mission statement for that. So it is our vision And it is how we're going to accomplish it. We're going to do it. (laughs) So, but we do like to break that down. And uh, I don't remember the exact text, but it's in Habakkuk. It says, write the vision in big block letters so that it can be easily read. So that you can run, right? You ever been somewhere and you just don't know what you're supposed to be doing? And it's hard to go forward when you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. When I played football, me and Steven played football together at Bearden. uh, But if you don't know what the play is, you usually get hurt because you're running halfway. I don't remember which coach it was, but I tell this all the time. You probably know. But he said, do something even if it's wrong and do it full speed. (laughs) And that's important, right? Problem is, a lot of churches are doing something even if it's wrong And they're doing it full speed. So I want to do something right, but I still want to do it full speed. So we need to make it clear what we're trying to do so that we can do it and we can do it full speed. So we make it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. Right? I'm a simple man. So I need a simple vision to lead people in. If I had 28 paragraphs... We'd all be lost because I'd be the first one lost. Be blind, lead to blind. Where we going? Which way did he go? Looking in the end of the gun. What? It was just everything in me to keep myself from just starting that. I ain't nothing but a simple man. <laughs> Call me a redneck, I reckon that I am. Anyway, I don't think the rest of that's a song we sing in here. But I'm just a simple man. So the Lord, in his great mercy, gave me a simple vision. Love God, love people, live truth. Then he helped me with some blow-your-mind artistic talents. So you got that graphic? To make it even more simple... We don't have it. We got it. Don't oh, got it. My graphics are wasted. They'll get it eventually. It takes time. Good things take time. But we made little stick figures to really help y'all understand. Love God. It looks like this, okay? Yeah, I could just get y'all to do this. Love God. All right, everybody just do this. That's simple, right? love people, just reach over, like, scrap that, that's it, right, live truth, just, nobody carries a Bible anymore, but just pretend like you do, all right, there you go, love y'all, love people, live truth, it no, all right. so, no, 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 get that off there, It ain't it, it's doing an automatic timer thing, sending them on, all right, so, Love God, here's about the depth of our vision, mission, I mean, worship encounters, life groups, serve teams, that's how we're going to accomplish it, all right, so today is love God, so what we like to do around here is we like to tell people if they love God enough, They'll look like Christians, they'll smell like Christians, and they'll have stickers on their car, and they'll prove that they love God. And then we give them a badge if they prove it, and they pass the love God part of our visions, right? Now, we, when we talk, when we hear the words love God, there's such a... uh resounding, heavy, love God. You've got to love God. You've got to love God. We believe that our love and passion for God is directly proportionate to our revelation of his love for us. And so this is a house that exists to exalt Jesus Christ and reveal the heart of the Father to his people so that there's no other response but to love him with all that we are. If you guys will look at Genesis. Uh, I don't know if I want to do that or not. <clears throat> you don't need to look, but it's Genesis chapter 3. Serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field. Right? God had told Adam and Eve, eat whatever you want, but of that one tree in the garden, don't eat of that tree. So Eve's hanging out one day by the tree, and the serpent tempts Eve and says, what did God say? She said, he said, don't eat of this tree, or we'll die. The serpent said, you won't surely die. And he said, God just doesn't want you to eat of that tree because he knows you'll be like him. The serpent had to plant seeds of doubt of the love of God for them before they ever considered doing anything other than responding in direct obedience and love and submission to God. We are created to love God. We are made to love God. It's in our DNA to love God. I mean, we are are formed to just live in communion and fellowship with him. No one should have to yell at us and say, love God. Love God. No, it's all you want to do is love God. It's all anybody wants to do is love God. You hear me? It's all that person that you think is a horrible, awful, all they want to do is love God in the depths of who they are. And if they don't, it's because the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field. Somehow he's able to come in with the deception and convince them that God is a liar. Or that God has not got their best interest at heart, and that somehow He has to bring some lie that deceives them. In 2 Corinthians eleven three. But I am now afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's clever lies, your thoughts may be corrupted and you may lose your single hearted devotion and pure love for Christ. 2 Corinthians 4 4. Speaking of those, that are perishing and lost. Their minds have been blinded by the God of this age, leaving them in unbelief. Their blindness keeps them from seeing the day spring light of the wonderful news of the glory of Jesus Christ, who is the divine image of God. Their minds have been blinded. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen Amplified says, Where there is no vision... No redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. But he who keeps the law of God, which includes that of man, blessed, happy, fortunate, and enviable is he. Where there is no vision, where there is no redemptive revelation of God. The God of this age has blinded the minds. Do you know that vision is a complex of mind and eye? You can be blind and have perfect eyes. And so what he wants to do is come in and blind the mind. Come on and blind the lens. The lens is corrupted, then the whole body is corrupted. He wants to mess with our vision, but we need a redemptive revelation of the Father through Jesus Christ. And that's the only way we can ever love God. And so we want to have encounters, we want to magnify him, we want to worship him, we want to enjoy his presence and invite him. We want to have time where people get redemptive revelation of who God is that causes them to just spill their whole life out for him and love him. So where there's no vision, the people perish. Hebrews 12.2 says we got to lay aside everything and look to Jesus. We have to have a revelation of Jesus. We have to worship Jesus. We have to be a place that absolutely demonstrates the heart of Jesus to the world. But that all bursts out of understanding his love for us so second corinthians 10:4 and 5 for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses we are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of god and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of christ for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Man, you were just talking earlier about how we didn't have to be militant. That sounds pretty militant. Well, it can sound that way if you want it to, but all I got to do to do all that stuff that sounds really militant is worship Jesus. That's all I got to do. And that'll destroy speculations. That'll take uh, imaginations captive. It'll take thoughts that are contrary against the knowledge of Christ captive. Everyone that's in the room will encounter his glory, and it will destroy speculations in their life and will demolish strongholds. I love that in the passion. For although we live in the natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign. Employing human weapons, using manipulation to achieve our aims. Yes. Guys, I don't want a revival of manipulation. We think revival means more exuberance. I think the world needs a revival of some stability. Some of the things that look the most spiritual are birthed out of the most unspiritual places. We want to get louder and think that makes us more powerful. I just get loud because I can't control myself, but I don't think it makes me more powerful. And sometimes they play the music louder. When we do the giving thing with my phone, do y'all notice that? They get excited as we get halfway, you know, as we're going And I'm like, I need a button on my mic where I got to override. I can just keep turning mine up too. (laughs) Because by the time we get done, y'all notice, I'm like, in Jesus' name. (laughs) I love it. It's building. (laughs) They're going to give at the end of that. Let's make sure it's real big. Oh, my gosh. For though we live, manipulation to receive, achieve our aims, instead, you ever know anybody compensate with noise? Compensate with noise? I don't have anything to say, but if I say it loud, it'll mean something. Raise your hand if your spouse ever does that. No, don't do that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they don't even have a point, but they're saying it real loud and think it's going to make it mean more. I'm kidding out. I, I told Jahan, every show that I enjoy is a show that somehow woven into it is a study, or I can glean a study, of human nature or psychology. I just, you know, it's like, I got to be able to, Just, I just want to, like, see human nature, you know what I mean? You got to see people, and I guess you can get that out of anything, but I don't know, that seems to be what I lock on to, but I, <clears throat> there's this show I love, The Prophet, And this guy comes in, and it's a play on words. He helps businesses, but he also tries to help them make money. But he's like a prophet, you know, for a prophet, you know. Huh, there's a lot of those. But anyway, uh, uh, that's not a prophet bashing, Lord, at all. Goodness gracious. Love the prophets. Don't you love the prophets? Love the prophets. I don't know why we all have to call ourselves a prophet, but I love the prophets. I love it. I love that God uses them, okay? I just want them to not have to worry so much about everybody knowing that they are one. You know what I'm saying? Let's just relax a little bit. Let's just relax. There is no striving in his love, right? But I'll see people who have a hard time letting go of something, And they're trying to communicate this with this prophet who's trying to help them with their business, okay? And it's just people wrestle with, are they going to let him help them or not? Are they going to stay in control, right? That's the gist of this show. And you can just tell when they start talking, a lot of times, whether they're going to or not, because of the emotion in which they talk. And they talk with such great confidence. And the, the louder and the more emotional ones that talk, are the ones that know the least about what they're saying. And sadly, that's the way it is with religion a lot of times. The ones that talk the loudest know the least about what they're saying. And it just turns into a bunch of manipulation. I believe God's raising up some people who don't have to talk real loud. And they've been in hiding. But God's going to use them to reveal his heart to the world. But we don't need manipulation to achieve our aims. So we, we try to be real here. We try to be real here. Because it don't matter if we get everybody to go through, jump through hoops and they look like they love God, but they don't know God, then we failed. So we want people to really love God. Because we want them to really know him. And we're pretty confident that all we got to do is display him. And we won't have to worry about making everybody fit into whatever form we want to fit into so we can prove that Redemption Life Church loves God. We just want people to love God. Because we know that that's overflowing from their real revelation of the, his love for them. And that's what we want people to see and live. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, glory as the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus told, oh, I just went blank. Oh, Thomas. Jesus told Thomas, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Thomas said, man, just show us the Father. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And if nothing else, believe the works that I've done in the name of the Father. He was the Word. He was with God, and he was God. Put on flesh and walked among us. It's Jesus. Jesus manifests the love of God to the world. We have to be a place that exalts him and lifts him up and displays him to the world, and they will run to the Father. They will run to the Father. We can't get caught up in displaying a bunch of other stuff. We need to preach the gospel, the love of God, the good news. James 1, 14 through 15 says, but each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. That's exciting. Let's go through that one more time. But each one is tempted, say tempted, when he's carried away, say carried away, and enticed, enticed. Yeah, the ones I say loud, repeat those, okay? I'm trying to be more powerful. Away and enticed by his own lust. Then when lust is conceived, Conceived. it it gives birth to sin. Sin. And when sin is accomplished, accomplished. it brings forth death. You got this little death baby (laughs) that's trying to be developed in your life. I remember the Lord spoke to me. It's been years ago now, but just prompted me to rewrite this. If that's the way the adversary works, then what's God's intention for us? But each one is overwhelmed when he is swept away and enticed by God's love. Then when love has conceived, it gives birth to obedience. And when obedience is accomplished, it brings forth life. I just kept saying, you're not, kept saying you're not available to be swept off your feet by the lust of your flesh if you're already swept off your feet by the lover of your soul. I ain't even on my feet, I'm over here in the clouds. He just overwhelmed me and enticed me to come away with him. Come on, there's. we don't have to worry about preaching about sin. We don't have to worry about just constantly talking about judgment. We don't have to worry about any of that stuff if we'll just display the heart of the Father through his son Jesus to the world. They'll get swept away by him. They'll get swept away by him. They'll have a sold-out sign on the door. They'll have a no vacancies at the door, Right? They'll have a, hey, I'm sorry, no, not for sale. I want to lay hold of what I was laid hold of for. And I am lost in a glory cloud with my lover. And I am not available for any other. 1 John 2, 15, 17, I'm wrapping up. Do not love the world nor the things in the world, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You see that? If anyone loves the world, why is that? See, again, we, we, try, we flip that around. We say, if you love the world, it's because you don't love the Father. I say, if you love the world at all, it's all coming from a place where you haven't allowed the love of the Father to feel. If you love the world, the love of the Father is not there in that place. The love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but it's from the world. The world's passing away, and also it's lusts. but the one who does the will of the Father continues to live forever. John 14, 30, I won't speak with you much longer, for the ruler of this dark age is coming, but he has no power over me for he has nothing to use against me. This is Jesus talking to the disciples. He's telling them that he's getting ready to die. And he says, the dark, the ruler of this dark age is coming, but don't worry, he has no power over me. He has no leverage over me. Um, In King James, it says, hereafter, I will not talk much with you For the prince of this world cometh and he hath nothing in me. He hath nothing in me. He has no leverage because he has no room in me. Why? Because Jesus was saturated and full and completely overcome by the love of his father. And there was no place in him for the world. No place in him for the world. Where am I at? Oh, here it is message. I want to read it to you in the message. I've told you this ahead of time before it happens, so that when it does happen, the confirmation will deepen your belief in me. I will not be talking with you much more like this because the chief of this godless world is about to attack but don't worry. He has nothing on me. No claim on me. But so the world might know how thoroughly I love the Father, I'm carrying out my Father instructions right down to the last detail. He has nothing in me because I'm completely overcome by the love of my Father. There is no room for the love of the world. Man, our... Mission cannot be to try to make the world conform to an image that makes us more comfortable with living with them. I don't want to put the responsibility on anybody else for legislating or controlling or trying to make people be more like what I think they should be like. At the end of the day, this life is but a vapor. And if we get people to conform for 50 years here and they spend eternity separated from the one that loves them, we have failed miserably. And if our church and any church and the church... If we succeed in making a bunch of people look the same and look right and act right, but they don't know him, then we failed miserably. But if we'll let them know him, they'll look right, they'll act right, they'll be beautiful. It'll be different than what we think. But we'll get wrecked by the love of God too, and we'll quit being so judgmental, and we'll actually be able to love people that love God and that know him, even though they look different than us. And then we'll all get to spend eternity together in his presence. Just every day, being wrecked by his love. I was talking with somebody the other day. And they were just testifying to me about how they were discovering the love of God. This is someone who's been in church, in ministry, for 50 years. And they're discovering how much God really loves them. And as they're discovering that, it's causing them, their words, to no longer want to control people. But just want to love people. Because what they're, what is stirring in their heart in response to a God that loves them, they're realizing will stir in their heart if they, if we don't try to control them, but we love them and show them the love of the Father. They told me this, and in so many words, said that my life, my teaching, whatever I don't know, just, just they just thanked me and said somehow that I'm helping them discover that, and. I was driving home from that. And the Lord just was loving on me. He said, I love where you're at, son. For years, you thought I had some plans for you. And you thought they were a lot different than they are. And you thought you would do the best. You would do the biggest. You'd run faster and jump higher and excel. You would accomplish great things. And many people would. Lives would be changed. He said in... It's taken me a long time to help you work through that. He said, You know what my big plans are for you right now? For the rest of your life? I want you to be the guy who is the best. At receiving my love. And I'm just going to wreck everybody around you as they watch you just receive my love. It's going to change you so greatly. And it's going to change every life you come in contact with. You're just going to be the best, you're going to be my token son. It's not just for me, guys. He seated all of us in heavenly places. You know what his great big plan for us? So that in all the ages to come, he could display his goodness by lavishing on us the riches of heaven. And that brings glory to his father. It's a rough job. And that's what he wants to give to those people who you're trying to control too. And you're causing them to reject that because you're packaging it a way that looks completely different than what it should and our demanding that people love God is doing nothing but driving them further away from that reality at the end of the day it's just because we aren't receiving his love very well either I'm excited about Growing in receiving God's love. And I'm excited about what that is going to produce in us. Had several analogies I was going to do today, and just we don't have time for that. But Evan, you're not playing today. So I don't know if you have a guitar up here. Can you play one of these? Come here, please. So, guys, just while Evan's coming, every month we're going to have 12 hours of worship, at least. Once a quarter, we're going to have 24 hours of worship. Our Sunday morning worship services. This year we're going to have an identity conference open to the public where we just come in and discover identity and purpose and what God thinks about us and his plans he has for us. We are going to have a worship conference this year. We believe there's a deficit of worship in the land and God is going to use us to offset that deficit. And as that off, uh, of that uh, that deficit of worship is offset, people are going to come to love the Father like they never had before. So we're going to worship our faces off in 2021. Bye like now. Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Redemption Life Church. Be sure to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Redemption Life.